Hi guys, welcome back to the Off the Woodwork podcast. Uh, I'm joined. I'm Matt Perry. I'm also joined, as always, by Stephen Hall and Anthony Milne. How are we, guys? All right. Yeah, all right. Good. Good, good, good. Um, it's been another interesting week um, in the Premier League and in football in general, especially um, with some news breaking this morning surrounding UEFA. We'll touch on that in a bit later. But first, we'll talk about the games from well, some of the games that stood out over the last week. Um, so there were some interesting results again. Um, there was a big thrashing for the Wolves-Everton game. Spurs beat Arsenal, even though some people didn't think they would. Chelsea got pretty much destroyed by Sheffield, and so did Norwich against West Ham. Um, so the first game we'll, we'll start on, actually, with them in mind, is the game that was the most recent, and that is the Bournemouth versus Leicester game, where Bournemouth picked up a massive victory, um, considering their past results, um, and they beat Leicester 4-1. Uh, and what did you make of the game? I honestly don't know if there's any words that can sum it up. When you think about um, like just how Leicester have been since the restart, and then you see Bournemouth, and if, if you've seen uh, the goals themselves as well, it's yeah. like if you, it's just a calamity. Like what was going on? And you know, happy for Dominic Slanky to finally get some goals in the Premier League with Bournemouth. First ever two, first ever two yeah. goals in the Premier League. Both came in the same game. <laughs> now nah, he scored. He scored once for Liverpool, but this is—it's been a while since he scored. So it's nice to see a young player actually get some goals on some goals in their um. What's I don't even know what to say for the right phrase there, but it's nice for <laughs> yeah. to get some goals. I see what you mean. Yeah, under his belt, I think I, is the word you're looking for. Yes, I think Liverpool. I think Leicester are looking now like they're probably going to struggle to keep top four. United Especially, went tonight. Yep. They can go third. Especially now the uh, fight for Europe has just become a little bit more harder. What did you make of the game, Stephen? Yeah, I think in the second half, Leicester were just mentally boomed. I mean, there's no other word to describe that. They just absolutely fell apart. And So Yun Chu, I don't know what the hell he was thinking. Just for no, There was no reason to do it, and he just kicked out. For no reason, obviously. He saw red for us. He just saw red missed. I think that's what Michael calls about the Leicester squad as a whole, really. I think the whole Leicester squad are just frustrated. And that sort of yeah. is the tip of the iceberg of how frustrated they are. And, you know, it's like a physical manifestation of it. And the goals afterwards, they just gave up. They completely gave up. They just rolled over and let Bournemouth do whatever they want. Yeah, completely. Do you think um, Soyuncho now having a free game badge, think that's going to have a big impact on their last few games of the season? 100%. He's been a really solid defender. He's been amazing for them. And who's going to play in this place? Like Wes Morgan? And like, yeah. are you really doing to rely on? A, he's like 35, 36 now. Do you really want to rely on him to secure top four, or even your opening at this point? You know, have you seen some of Leicester's upcoming fixtures as well? I yeah, no. United on the final day, and Sheffield. I think they've also got Wolves. Let me just check that. Yeah, uh, they got uh, Sheffield. Yeah, um, yeah, uh, they have Tottenham. So, so they've I've... not got easy fixtures. All of those teams are top table teams especially United on the final day who have just been phenomenal since mm. coming back but it's not looking good and you've got to wonder what is going on in the minds of those Leicester players right now and Ro- mm. Brendan Rodgers himself because he's going to have to try and stop the bleeding soon Re- Realistically how many points out of nine do you think he needs yeah, for Leicester to get top four? Nine Needs nine points out of nine you reckon? Well, because United and Chelsea are not going to be dropping that many points. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> the way Chelsea are at the moment, we've got some tough fixtures. Uh, our last three fixtures in my opinion are very tough. You've United. got Liverpool and Wolves. 
Yeah, last but Liverpool We also have Norwich. Um, so yeah, I'll, talk, I'll come back to that in a second. But um, just moving on to Bournemouth quickly. Um, would you say it's been a fairly successful week for them, beating Leicester and drawing against Spurs for what they could achieve anyway? I think yeah. they needed it. Anybody in the bottom half would take a draw against Spurs, even though they're not doing great at the moment. A draw against Spurs is a decent result. And to get a win over Leicester, who should be doing a lot better than they are, I think Bournemouth can be very happy with themselves. I think it's the first week since returning from lockdown that they've actually showed some fight and they showed some spirit for once. Yeah. They're going to yeah. need it if they want to have any chance of staying up. What do you think, Ant? Yeah, I think Bournemouth needed some points soon, especially because West Ham has started um, getting wins on the board and Phil have won this week as well. I think that win will make will give Bournemouth confidence to go in and keep fighting. I think they still could. Right now, it's it's very close between Watford. I mean, even West Ham as well, but Watford, Bournemouth and Villa. Yeah. I think it's I going mean, down to the final day, to be honest. I think you might be right. Um, there could be an argument made for Bournemouth. That, I mean, they're picking up good results, but it might just be too little, too late for them. Um, yeah. When you're looking at the other teams and the results they've been getting. Um, I still like to think they're going to put up a fight. And yeah, like, like you say, I reckon it'll come down to the final game of the season. But Bournemouth really do have some tough fixtures <laughs> um, to finish the season on. Uh, but moving on to the, um, the, one of the other teams in the relegation fight, or a team that are edging closer to safety, let's say. West Ham beat Norwich 4-0. Um, and do, do you think that's West Ham safe now? Or do you think they need one more win? Uh, Stephen, what do you think? Um, I see they've been doing a lot better recently. I think it's a step in the right direction, but they're going to have to keep it up. I personally think they're going to be safe now. Um, but again, nothing's guaranteed in the Premier League. I mean, your teams can just fall apart and whatever. But yeah, I think West Ham. I'm being Suchek is actually really good. I think he's been. I thought he looked quite good in the Nor- uh, the Norwich game. Obviously, Antonio's had a really good game, and if they yeah. can utilize yeah, his physical, yeah, if you can, if they can utilize his physicality up front which Halle was supposed to be. He was supposed to be this physical striker, but he hasn't really done it. But Antonio, no, I mean, he's a veteran at this point. You know, he's got... We know how good he is in the air. He's amazing. I think almost all of his goals against Norwich were headers. So, you know, yeah. just just try just try and whip it into him. You've got Snodgrass who can deliver a good cross. You've got four nails, Bowen, all these players mm-hmm. who can... Just cross it into Antonio, and he's probably going to head it in for most of yeah, the time. Nice. So just he's give it a go. Head. Might as well. Um, and have you been surprised by the uh, sort of fight that West Ham have shown since the Premier League restarted? No, I mean, not really, because West Ham on paper are better than they sh- their position says. They've got some good players in that team. They should be doing better than they have been. You know, you've got Declan Rice, Lanzini, Antonio. You've also got um, Diop at the back. Like, you've got some good players, and then you've got other experienced players. They've just been underperforming this season, in my opinion. I think that there's more problems than just the team. Yeah. But I think we're finally starting to see West Ham giving in some performances of a team their level should have. Because they're, they're not a small team. They're not a team that's struggling or doesn't have the finances. It doesn't have the quality of players. They're yeah. just a team that's not playing well. And now, they, now they're finally starting to play a bit better. I mean, it, what was it, five years ago where West Ham were fighting for a Euro, Europa League spot? Yeah, it was around, it, around it, then. They are a team that should be higher up in the table. Yeah. So uh, I'm not being, surprised. Yeah. I'm, I'm more surprised about the fact they got into this place to begin with. Do you think with West Ham, actually having fans not being able to get into the stadium has actually helped them? Maybe. I don't... I don't think the London Stadium is just such a weird stadium. I mean, it's... There's a lot of toxic uh, kind of atmosphere at times there, isn't there? 
I just, it's not it's not built for football. It wasn't built for football in the first place. They've kind of had to f- force it to be a football stadium. So I don't mm. know. I feel it. It feels more like an athletics track than a football stadium. And I don't yeah. know. I just feel that like maybe that plays on the players mentally. I mean, I know from a team that has a quite a small ground and it's quite close to the pitch. I don't know. I think yeah. the players might thrive on the fans being close to the action and you know hearing some encouragement and maybe some discouragement. You know, from there they might want to play better because they're getting stick. So I think being so disconnected from the fans may uh, mentally, you know, put a block on their performance. I don't know. I mean, I'm not a footballer. I can't say. Going back to Norwich, obviously they got thrashed four 0 by West Ham. Uh, would would you guys both say it's no surprises there? Norwich being the first team to be relegated this season. Um, I think as someone obviously who's a sports team in the Championship and who watched them last season, I think the problem with Norwich is that the football they played in the Championship they can't get away with in the Premier League. Like you can't play this attacking style when you're playing against teams like who are better than you. Like the reason teams like Sheffield have done so well this season is because they haven't tried to be too flashy. They've been compact. They played sensibly. Whereas with Norwich, they want to play this a nice flair attacking game, and they can't do that in the Premier League because other teams are just better than them at it. So I think this team is going to be really good in the Championship. But I just think if they want to stay in the Premier League, they can't play the way they play in the Championship. I suppose it's a familiar story for Norwich, to be honest, because I think since the mid-2000s, I think this is the fifth time they've come up and gone back down. Um, yeah, they've been so, down yeah. five times. Yeah, five times. <laughs> oh, no, that's favourite phrase. <laughs> five times. Six times. Um, oh, six times, sorry. Okay, yeah, no, I've already forgot. There you go. Um, and what do you think about Norwich? Do you think that's, yeah, you, you, you're, you aren't surprised to see them finish bottom of the table? No, I think If Norwich they finish bottom of the table. I think Norwich are um, one of those weird teams that are too good for the championship in some ways, but not good enough for the Premier League. Yeah, so like Stephen. With a few teams that are, are kind of teams we've seen come up a few times and go back down, like Middlesbrough sometimes. Like I know they're not doing as well right now, but like those teams that you do see... Up West probably could come back up. West Brom, if they come back up and go back down, they'd be in a similar boat. I think Norwich have got some good players, but I just think, like you say, Stephen, the style of play wasn't right for getting points for them. I think the worry now will be who comes in for some of Norwich's good young players, like Max Ahrens, for instance. Yeah, Buendia, Cantwell. Yeah, there's a few that will be going other places. And Norwich are going to have to fight to try and keep their team relatively sound together and try and make improvements in the summer. And yeah. just try to get back up as fast as they can. Yeah. Um, we'll move on then again. And one of the other surprising results, um, we'll have a look at the table for our predictions after these. But um, Sheffield beat Chelsea 3-0. Um, if you watched the game, it wasn't that great for me, personally. Um, our defence was absolutely atrocious and so was our goalkeeping. Um, Stephen, what did you make of the game? It was kind of, again, Chelsea did not play their best, but it was kind of deceptive, I think. I think, both of McGoldrick's goals were really lucky. It was just a case of being in the right place at the right time to feed off of a dodgy clearance or a dodgy save or whatever. So I think Bernie's goal was good, though. Bernie's got a good goal. But I think both of McGoldrick's goals were very avoidable if Chelsea weren't so scrappy at the back. Yeah, think... and this has, been, this has been a big story in Chelsea's season. Our defence has just really not been up to scratch at all. Um, and especially at set pieces, we just seem, or any kind of crossing, we just seem to absolutely crumble. It's just, yeah, it's, it's, it's disappointing, I would say, from my perspective. And what did you make of it? I mean, 
it's the same old story with Chelsea this season, isn't it? I, I feel that we kind of addressed everything we need to address with Chelsea. Yeah. Their defence needs to be improved. They're, they have games where they're playing incredibly well um, and going forward the well. They've got a lot of positives, but then the, the, the back line's let them down. You can see Chelsea, are, they are close to having a team that can compete, but there's mm. still a few, a few key position improvements away. I don't think with Kep and Gold, Chelsea are a title-winning team. No. I don't think that defence, they're finishing any higher than third next season. And I yeah, think it no. will be what Lampard has to look at. Like, this top of bringing Kai Havertz in again. Mm-hmm. I mean, look at, look at the players you've got going forward, to be honest. You need to sort the defence out more. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'd, I'd still happily take Kai Havertz because um, we do need that kind of attacking presence. Uh, depending on where he plays. If he's played a cent- if he's played in midfield, then we really do need a goal scoring midfielder. But yeah, um, you can't sort of make all the uh, all, all the chance you can to try and sign these attacking players when we desperately need new a new defence, uh, especially a left back and a, a really dominating centre back. I think Chelsea have really struggled ever since uh, we got rid of Terry to to have this kind of big leader who could just um, take control of the game and keep everybody in, in line. And, um, and you never yeah. really replaced Ashley Cole either. No, that. yeah. No, I, I'd agree with that. Um, so, yeah, it's... it's, it's You've also well, been poor with um, replacing Czech as well. Yeah, no, of course, well, I, wasn't, I wasn't a big fan of um, Ed Kepper's. He is doing well at the now. He's doing okay, yeah. Um, he, but he's a snake. Um, but um, but Kepper, Kepper's just not good enough. That's seventy million on a goalkeeper who's just not good enough. If I was Chelsea, I, if I could get anybody to play golf for us at the moment, it would be Nick Pope. I, I, have you I, saw? I, Tur- I think um, Chelsea have agreed to sign a player, a Turkish goalie. He's supposed to be. I saw hungry. that. Yeah. No, I, I didn't see that. But again, it's January as well. So he was. But, we were yeah. looking at him for a second choice keeper, but like you're saying with Kepa for seventy million, for that mm-hmm. price, you're hoping to get someone like Liverpool got with Allison. Like I'd say, Allison was money well spent. Especially looking yeah, at it now. But it's, but it's just, everything's a gamble. Like Chris or All Black for that kind of money, I feel. Yeah. I mean, but, I like, mean yeah. yeah. All Black would have been my ideal choice. But I mean, every when you're getting a goalkeeper from abroad, it's always a gamble. Um, it's like, if we're signing a Turkish goalkeeper for 30 million, how do we know what it's going to be like until it comes? <laughs> so, um, it's. Yeah, it's it's a tough one, but all, all I know is we we do need to sign it. Um, it's been a weird week for Chelsea because that Crystal Palace game uh, again. We 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 really like. I I I'd say Palace even deserved to get a point out of that, and then obviously to lose to Sheffield. Now it just kind of sums up the defensive problems that Chelsea have at the moment. I'm really hoping we can still get top four, uh, but we have a really tough running. Um, I think well, I think I think you're more likely to pick up points in Leicester, and I think Wolves now are just too many points away. They're, I think, four points behind Leicester. Mm. So I just don't think Wolves are there. I think United win tonight and they're in third. And to be honest, and I'm surprised by this, because even, Matt, you, when you did your predicting the, the end table, you yeah. didn't predict United to be top four. But look I at did. it now. They're the third best team in the league on four. Probably best team in the league on four. Third best team. I know. Right I, I am, yeah. I, I underestimated how well Fernandez would um, would fit into that uh, 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 attacking kind of counter attacking pacey sort of football they're playing at the moment. Um, so yeah, that's my bad. <laughs> um, I tell you what, then uh, let's let's move on and let's talk about uh, the ranking for our predictions. So I, I, I don't 
have a I have a little clue of how it went, but um, do you want to so let us know? I've done, how it went? I've done my usual going back and checking and counting it all up. Okay. So this week with ten points in third place, Mr. Matt Perry. Oh what? I was yes. sure it was going to be me. I was dead. <laughs> in second place with twelve points. That's quite tight. Mr. Stephen Hall. And I had a pretty good week this week. So I got 18 points. Oh, jeez. Um, which now brings the totals to Matt. You're on 33 overall since we began mm-hmm. this. Stephen, you're on 47. And I'm on 46. Oh. So Stephen's just so clinging on. It's getting a bit... Considering the, I was a good, like, I think, eight points behind you last week. I'm catching up. Yeah, so my well, hot takes came to bite me. I'm basically out of the picture, then. The problem is, I'm just, I'm just too much of a romanticist, you know. I, I go for the, the, the passion and the sort of the, the underdog, and you guys have just gone for the simple ones, and that's probably. You're, you're the Norwich of the group. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Um, if if you had to choose, let's let's do a player of the week. Um, yeah. Maybe I'll be better than that. Um, so, guys, who's your player of the week from the uh, last round of fixtures in the Premier League and the Championship? If Stephen wants to choose another Brentford player. Oh yeah, uh, no, I'm not going to choose a Brentford player, but I'm going to choose the player <gasps> who. Helped Brentford a lot this week, and that is Ben Hamer from Derby. Um, former Brentford goalie, he thought, you know, Derby are not going to get the playoffs. I'm going to gift my old club a win by absolutely spilling Ben Rama's shot and playing awfully. So my pair of the week is Ben, uh, ben Hamer <laughs> for absolutely <laughs> gifting Brentford a lovely win so we can go up. So when, you said ben Haber, when you said Ben Haber first, I thought you were mispronouncing Ben Haim. And I was like, what's that <laughs> Ben <laughs> Haim still playing football? Chelsea legend. Uh, Agent no, Hamer okay. coming back to save his old club. So thank you, Ben. Fair news. Of course, at <laughs> who's your player of the week? Um, I'm also picking a goalkeeper. I'm picking Nick Pope. Um, ah, Chelsea's number one in my opinion. saves against Liverpool. Oh, frustrating to no end. But I, especially after watching the Everton Wolves game, the hell that Pickford is still first choice over Pope. Pope is clearly yeah. the better keeper. I, I, Pick, Pickford isn't even second choice for me anymore. So. No, third for me. I think I'm yeah. generous. Yeah. But Pope incredible player you have to wonder how far up the table Burnley would actually be without him yeah you know considering he's competing against the, uh, one of the best keepers in the world for Golden Glove and mm. he's leading that race and yeah part yeah. of just Allison being injured at times but Nick Pope is fully deserving being I think he's top four top five keeper in the league right now and I yeah. can't wait to see what I, I genuinely I genuinely think he, I, I, he would be my replacement for, for, for Kepa at Chelsea. But I don't think it will happen. But, um, yeah. Um, my player of the week in that case, I can see arguments for Pope, to be fair. Um, I was thinking maybe Solanke, obviously, um, helping Bournemouth yesterday. But I'm going to go for, uh, I'm going to go for Mikel Antonio. Because, obviously, he's got the four goals for West Ham. And um, he's, he's really actually helped them recently to pick up points against Chelsea and against Norwich. And... Um, it looks like West Ham could be okay. I'll say that with a pinch of salt because uh, we never know what this season's going to do. I'm, I'm looking at the, the the matches next week. And again, it's really hard to predict some of these matches. Uh, but yeah, I'm going to go for Mikel Antonio because he's been playing really well. And he scored four goals. And, you know, if you score four goals, it's pretty good, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Yep. Um, yeah. So now we're going to move on to the breaking news, which came out uh, this morning, Monday. Um, and that is that Manchester City have had their UEFA ban overturned by CAS. <laughs> it's pretty mental. I'm going to read out the uh, UEFA statement. Basically, UEFA released something on their website. Uh, you wouldn't know they had to be fair because you have to scroll right down to try and find it. 
it's not their main news or anything like that. But um, UEFA, but UEFA takes note of the decision taken by the Court of Arbitration for Sport to reduce the sanction imposed on Manchester City by UEFA's independent club financial control body for alleged breaches of the UEFA club licensing and financial fair play regulations. UEFA notes that the CAS panel found that there was insufficient conclusive evidence to uphold all of the CFCB's conclusions in this specific case and that many of the alleged breaches were time-barred due to the five-year time period foreseen in the UEFA regulations. Over the last few years, financial fair play has played a significant role in protecting clubs and helping them become financially sustainable. And UEFA and ECA remain committed to its principles. Stephen, what did you make of the uh, news today? I think this has proved what pretty much is very evident around the world, is that the best lawyers can get you out of anything. And I think Man City, (laughs) they just threw money at a the best legal team they could possibly find. And they've somehow <laughs> found some random loophole in UEFA's laws and got out of this. I mean, it is ridiculous. <laughs> did, just... did, you, did you see the video of all the lawyers that Mad City had? And they're just walking out, about like 20 of them. It's, oh, it's, it's insane. Yeah, it's just... this, is, this is just this is ridiculous. I think it just shows how far the state of the game has fallen. That I mean, it's just money is the game now. And if you have money, you're basically invincible and you can do what you want. So... <laughs> Yeah, fair play to the legal team. I mean, they are very good lawyers. Um, if I was rich enough, I'd hire them myself, even though I'm not in any legal trouble yet, but you never know. But <laughs> yeah, yeah, those, those lawyers deserve a massive pay rise because they have pulled off the steel of the century. Yeah, it's, it's up there. It's up there with OJ, I think. <laughs> oh, I don't know if I got that far, but maybe. <laughs> uh, what, did you, uh, what did you think? I looked at a lot of this uh, breach in financial fair play when it was first announced and the ban was first announced. And even then, I'd never thought it'd be two years. I had a feeling that when it was appealed, there would be a, it wouldn't be the same severity as originally put forward. I did not expect them to be acquitted of everything, have their fine go from 30 million euro, euros to 10. But, you know, that's the way it, that's the way it plays, you know. Um, if all the teams below Man City are claiming it's unfair because the Champions League spots, I mean... At the end of the day, just finish in the top four. If you can't do that, you know that's not on them. Um, Cass have said they'll release more information on, like why they've reached this decision in the coming days. I'm hoping they do because I really want to know why they felt there was no need for any punishment. It it, it kind of makes Cass look like a bit of a laughing stock, really, don't it? I mean, especially with the reaction from everybody. Um, well, a year, a year, I think, would have been fair. The, the arguments potentially for two years being harsh. I mean, if you break the rules, you break the rules. If they feel that... Because the argument is whether Man City broke the rules or not. It's about whether the way they broke it deserves the form of punishment they were given. So they're saying that, yeah, Man City broke the rules, but it wasn't that bad. We don't need to punish them this severely. And it mm. just kind of sets it to all the other teams going, well, if we break financial fair play, it doesn't matter because it doesn't matter if Man City do it. Yeah, uh, I mean... I mean Chelsea, they, got, Chelsea got a transfer ban... Why don't Man City get a Europa League ban? I'm oh, sorry, a Champions League ban. Like, it's just not being applied fairly or equally. I mean, it just difference in finances as well. Not being in the Champions League for two years could have more long-term damages than not being able to sign players for a year. It was only two transfer windows, so a year. Yeah, that's right. uh, they, they they say um, this is also going to change the outcome of what FIFA, uh, FIFA um, make of, of this, the, the whole thing as well. Um, I, I I look at you come come back to that. Chelsea uh, City comparison. Um, so Chelsea got the transfer ban uh, su- supposedly um, due to the way they bought Billy Gilmore for five hundred thousand. 
Uh, we're supposed to believe that part of the reason City got this ban was to do with their 30 million buy of Wilfred Boney, uh, an absolute legend for a club. Um, and you just, it, it just, it baffles me. I, I, when, when, when um, obviously we knew that the news was coming this morning, I didn't think they'd get away with it. I thought it was going to be cut down to a one-year ban. Um, I was surprised that they got away with it completely and only had to pay 10 million, which is, let's face it, pocket money for City. Um, and I, I don't know why I'm surprised because it's just like, you wait for cast. They've always been like this. They've always been so inconsistent when it comes to this type of stuff. Yeah. It's, it's, just, it's just mad to me. Yeah, I'd hope for a year ban just so it created a bit more competition among the Premier League. It created more teams that could compete. It was good for the league in a way. Man City would be fairly punished, um, but the, a lot of the players wouldn't end up jumping ship because it's only a year. But I don't know. It feels, like I say, there's a bit of a sour taste here. Yeah. I don't know whether there was stuff underhand. I'm, I have to hope not. Maybe I'm an optimist and a roman- romantic. Good, but, good, good for you. I'm romantic. But I still feel like there's a big old brown envelope somewhere. <laughs> I, I don't know. I honestly can't say. It's a bit disappointing because, like you say, if Man City have done this and we've seen PSG skirt it before, like, what's to stop other teams? Like, why Why do United have to pay attention to it? Why do Juventus yeah. have to pay attention? Like, do you think this is basically rest in peace financial fair play? On paper, no. In practice, yes. I think there's still going to be the laws there. But I think teams, now that they know they can get away with it, they're going to be less worried. I think they're just going to go ahead. And then, oh, if they're going to go easy on Man City, then we can find a way, you know, or find a loophole, whatever. Yeah. I think it's the case where, like, it's still gonna. You know, if they're still gonna pretend like they've applied their rules fairly, but teens will now find more clever ways to get out of it, and yeah, it just makes you look like a laughing stock, doesn't it? Really? Yeah, I, I, I can't get my head around it. I mean, if you're a City fan, great. I mean, it could be good for a certain extent. It means Chelsea might be able to go and sign a shit ton of footballers now. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think there's two possible ways to go. The way Stephen you said, or there might be a due to the backlash on this decision, they might end up putting in more stricter rules for financial fair play because a lot of the things about this are just due to that kind of a lot of ambiguity because financial fair play is very vague in some ways. So I think there might be even an increase in making it much more clear and the punishment's much more, like, you know, you break this, it's your punishment, end of story. Well, that's great, though, isn't it? So City get away scot-free, but now we're going to change the whole thing to make sure people do get punished. <laughs> but then, then you won't have other teams doing it, and then it might mean City don't get away with it again if they do it again. Um, I, yeah. I feel that... I look at the way American sports work with their finances and the way they're set up, and they're much more exciting because, te- you know, you can support a team that isn't very good, but in five years, it's the best team. Like, it, it's much more fair in lots of ways. It's frustrating in some time, sometimes... But it's a lot more fair. And I feel that financial fair play was it was supposedly brought in to make it fair for the smaller teams, but really it keeps them down and keeps the top teams where they're supposed to be. Like it's brought it's supposed to be brought in to help teams like Everton or like Wolves or like Newcastle or something, but they're there to keep teams like Arsenal, Tottenham, Chelsea, Liverpool, the two Manchester clubs where they are. Yeah. Especially after the Tottenham, even though uh, even how how much they might try and stop being that big. <laughs> no, sorry, they're still there because of financial fair play. They're still, I don't know. It's frustrating because you want to see you want to see a sport where it's 
much more competitive and there's rules in place and people respect those rules. But if Cass has decided that Man City didn't break those rules or they don't deserve their punishment, then it's the same with, in a, in a weird way, when you see the punishments given out to nations whose fans are doing racist chants mm. compared to when Bentner had um, branded like Paddy Power boxers at Euros, like he got fined more than, I think it was the Czech Republic got fined for their fans chanting racist stuff at the England players. Yeah. I mean, it's the same with financial fair play. If they know the punishment's not going to be severe, they're not going to do anything to keep within the laws. It's mad. <laughs> I, don't know what I think it just shows that they're, they're more worried about the bottom line because if Bentner flashes an unauthorised sponsor, then they might then people might think they're not that FIFA um, endorses Paddy Power or whatever. So I think they're more yeah. worried about protecting the bottom line and actually protecting players or you know from racist abuse and stuff. It's the priorities are all wrong, isn't it? It's just it's upside yeah, yeah. down. I don't think anything's going to change. People will be going mad on social media like they have been about it. City fans are loving it. Liam Gallagher, for example. Um, but it, it, it's it's not going to change anything. It's just going to keep going around in circles, in my opinion. That's depressing. Yeah. Isn't it? Some someone's going to do something again at some stage. Probably City again or Barca. Yeah. And then uh, you know they'll just go. Well, Barca got away probably. with signing Braithwaite from Lagana. Yeah. So. yeah, that's true. Yeah. Then, yeah. Big clubs can just get away with this type of stuff. It's just, Who um, was it Braithwaite it was signed from again? I forget. Um, yeah, Who were in a relegation yeah. battle, by the way. Yeah, them in a relegation battle who wanted to try and sign another player from the Spanish League to replace the player they've lost weren't allowed. Yeah. The Liga won't allow them to implement the same rule that Barcelona implemented. <sighs> what a time that was. <laughs> it feels like a long time ago now because I've been into this. I was, watching, I was watching John Oliver years ago and he had the thing for when it comes to football. It's the sausage principle. You mm. like it, but you don't want to know how it's made. And I feel that applies to football perfectly because when you look at the governing bodies and you look at the corruption, you look at the favouritism, it makes you kind of go, well, this is depressing. But you still watch every week. You still support your team. And I think that is the perfect example for football. We're still going to watch it. We're still going to comment on it. We're still going to like love it, hate it. But we all know that the organisations in charge are yeah. not the best. I found out the hard way. I found out the day when Qatar got gifted the 2022 World Cup. Uh, it's been a long journey since that day. That was a long time ago. Oh, man, I still remember it like it was yesterday, just thinking at the time. That was like the red pill um, that Neo got. It's like, oh. <laughs> Um, let's let's move on to a bit more lighter stuff then. Um, we're going to stick on to the Champions League because the Champions League draw has just been done. Uh, the Champions League's back in August, isn't it? I haven't made that yes. up, have I? That's going to be a weird, weird old time, isn't it? Like every game's going to be played in Lisbon. Yeah. So it's it's really going to make the Champions League weird because there's no home field advantage. I don't even think they're doing two legs. It's just yeah knockout. Um, I mean, yeah. Rain. I'm, lo- I'm looking at the draw now. Chelsea have it really hard. Uh, not only do we have to beat Bayern Munich 4-0, um, but we also have to then play either Barca or Napoli. Oh, it's looking not great for us, is it? We might as well not turn up. And you can't anyway. honest, turn up. You probably wouldn't be as bad a defeat you're going to get at the hands of Bayern. You'd probably get a two-year ban for it if we didn't. Um, other, so the other draw, yeah. So it's Real Madrid, Man City. And obviously the, they'll play Juventus, Leon. Napoli versus Barca versus Bayern versus Chelsea, who were going to win 4-0 after Tammy Abraham scores. And then the winners of those ones will go up against each other as well. Yeah, so not even only that. So once we beat Bayern and then we beat Napoli or Barca, we then have to beat either Real Madrid, City, Juventus or Lille. We've got it really tough. <laughs> Look at the other side, though. 
RBs, Atletico, and PSG, yeah. Atalanta. And then one of those four teams will be in the final. Do you know what? PSG, Atalanta could be interesting because Atalanta have been playing really well <laughs> since lockdown's come back. Have you seen their record? It's pretty good. It's up there with Brentford's. Yeah. <laughs> well, the mad one is, um, if you look at it, if the PSG, who have been wanting a Champions League forever, have to look at this draw and go, if ever there was a time for us to finally get there, this is it. Yeah. But PSG have also in the unlucky state that of those four teams, they're the only one who have not played since March. That is true. That's a very like, good point. That might be a yeah. factor. Like, that could be the difference between them. Even if they beat Atalanta, they might fall to RB or Atletico. I think that game might be interesting. If Is Timo Ferner still going to be there? Is he leaving? He's, I believe he isn't. No, I believe he's decided to. Right, well, and that makes it a bit more difficult for Leipzig than it yeah. was before. I still think they have a good team, though. Um, I, yeah. I, I still think they'll put up a good challenge. Looking at the other teams, uh, Madrid, Man City, it could be hard. Juventus, you'd think, would beat Leon, But at the same time, a lot of Juventus fans um, over in Italy, I don't think they're a big fan of Sarri, uh, believe it or not. But Leon have been actually <laughs> atrocious in France. In the have they? Yeah, they were yeah. awful. I think they were like near the relegation. So I, don't, I think they were at the size. I don't know how, when it finished, but I know Leon didn't have a good season domestically at all. Yeah. That's odd, because they're normally one of the top teams. Yeah, they just had a really bad season for whatever reason. I I think Man City should beat Real Madrid because they won at the Bernabeu. So I'm pretty confident on Man City's progression. Um, Yeah, I'm sorry. I find Man City as well, actually. I do. And Uh, I think they have what it takes to beat Juventus, who are most likely going to surpass Leon for the similar reason with PSG of they haven't played in months. Yeah. Um, It's, It's been a while. Napoli versus Barcelona. Napoli are currently winning that, aren't they? I think they only won one nil at home, though. It, it wasn't like a sound win. Let me, okay, so that probably yeah. go either way. Napoli have had the greatest season. The there, to mm. be honest. But they've not been brilliant this year either. Like, yeah, they're still winning stuff. But if you look at their... Oh, it was one all in Italy. I, I still think it's all to play for with most teams. Um, I say most teams. Um, but I'll, I'll stick in denial. Bayern versus Chelsea, that'd be an interesting game, wouldn't it? Bayern are winning that one, mate. That's Bayern's right. record against London teams is pretty uh, damning for Chelsea, I think. <laughs> After 2012, what it counted, baby. <laughs> if you're looking at this draw right now, what, what's your final? What's your predicted final? It's a really tough one because it, 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 the whole season's been thrown out. It could go either way. Um, I, so, so, if Madrid, so the winners of Real Madrid City and Juventus-Leon will play either Bayern or... Napoli Barca, yeah, oh, yeah, and their semi final, yeah. So, I think by I think that will be Bayern versus City in the semi final, mm-hmm. and that 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 could be a really tough one. And then obviously the other side, you'd hope PSG, yeah, you'd hope PSG would beat Atlanta, and then Atletico Leipzig again. That could go either way. Maybe Atletico. I, I'm thinking PSG fees Atletico, Bayern fees uh, Barca. Sorry, Man City. Sorry. Yeah. And then that's where it gets to be interesting. Well, okay, let's talk about then. In that case, who do we predict to win the Champions League in general? Stephen, who do you think? Uh, who would Juventus play if they beat Leon? If uh, Juventus beat Leon, they'll play Bayern or Bayern or Barcelona, Napoli, Chelsea. No, they, no, they play they play Man City or Real first. Oh, sorry, I'm getting confused. Oh, it's <laughs> this all draw at the same time. I was going to say I want Juve to finally win it. But if they got Man City or Real, I don't back them in that. So I don't I'm going to say City, actually. I'm going to say City to win the whole tournament. And we bold. 
Yeah. I'm thinking, oh, I don't know. I'm, I'm in two minds for this. One's more of a, I'm looking at the running and one's the caliber of the team. Yeah. I'm thinking either PSG or Bayern. I'm thinking oh, yeah. considering Bayern went for a rebuild, supposedly, like they yeah. had to go for one. They've yeah. rebuilt their team very quickly, very impressively. They've got a really good team with some good players. I think Bayern are going to, sorry, Matt, I hate to tell you, but I think Bayern are going to demolish Chelsea in the second leg. Fairs. I think Bayern are just going to have too much power for wherever else to come, for Barcelona or Man City. Yeah, I'm a bit scared of meeting Bayern again with our defence. I mean, I've already gone through that term all once at home. <laughs> um, and I think PSG will have what it takes to beat Atalanta. And I, I, I have a soft spot for Mbappe. I do kind of want him to have done it all before he hits 22 or 23. Oh, yeah, it can't, it can't be too fussy, can you? He's only got the whole of his career ahead of him. <laughs> um, no, I mean, I, I personally, I don't want PSG to win it. Um, but I, I, I'm, I'm a mixture of you two. So for me, the winner is either going to be City or Bayern, because I think Bayern look really good, and City are just City. I think, <laughs> I just, I, the only person, after today's sort of findings, shall we say, um, I, I think City are going to win it in, uh, overall. Imagine I, the headlines. I, City, like, we're going to get banned, and now they're winning the Champions League. That would just yeah. be the perfect... Uh, storm of yeah events. no I generally I generally think City are going to win it <laughs> I don't know why I've just got that feeling my only argument for against it because I don't know when Aguero is supposed to be back after his surgery yeah um but also Man City's defense even with the quality back haven't been brilliant we've seen a couple of really silly mistakes against teams not nearly as good as Bayern can you yeah. imagine Bayern yeah. with Nabry and Coleman and Lewandowski going up against that City defense. But Bayern's defence isn't that amazing yeah, either. This is what I was going to say. I, 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 even yes. when Bayern played Chelsea, I could still, I could still see holes in the Bayern defence. Um, I mean, so I, I Alfonso Davies is a good young player. Um, He's big class. centre-back now. Is it Alaba and Sewell? So they're starting to... Alaba and Sewell, yeah. Who, Alaba's then, had a pretty good season. Sewell's yeah, a pretty reliable centre-back. And Kimmich and is... And then Pavard. Was Pavard playing right-back? I thought yeah. Kimmich... Like, no, Kimmich is playing as a defensive midfielder now. Yeah, uh, yeah. Kimmage reminds me of like Lamb, just not as good. He is basically yeah. Lamb, though. Yeah. Yeah, plays right back and stadium. I look forward to it. It'll be good to watch football in August, I suppose. Um, even though Chelsea, yeah, like I said, probably going to get demolished by fine. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no. So I, I, I'm going City, Stephen. You're going City, and you are going for. Bayern. Bayern. If not City, then Bayern. That'd be yeah, no, I'd, I'd agree with that. So it's, yeah, I'd agree with that. Um, cool. In that case, shall we move on? Back to the Premier League. Yes. Let's go. Let's, be Let's do it. Let's go over the fixture predictions. So, again, uh, there's less fixtures than last week. Um, but, again, these are really tough fixtures. I think it's FA Cup semi-finals on the weekends, which is part yes, of the reason. of course. And we're also reaching towards the end of the season now. Actually, I just want to throw a bit of a curveball here. Tonight yeah. is the League One playoff final between Wickham Wanderers and Oxford. Who do you think is going to win that one? We won't count it towards the points, just... Yeah, for a bit of fun. Um, do you know what? Um, Wick- Wickham destroyed Fleetwood, didn't they? But they did have two red cards. <laughs> uh, <true. laughs> I don't know. I didn't know that to be fair, but um, I- I'll go for Wickham. Yeah, Wick- Wickham to beat Oxford. I'll say not that I know each team really well, but for argument's sake, and <laughs> I know I do not really pay attention much to League One football. I admit the closest I do is my friends Ipswich fan, but I'll go for Oxford. 
mainly because you went for Wickham, so. Okay, fair play. And, and I've not been doing well, so, okay, good on you. I'm personally going to say Wickham because I want Akin Femard to win another playoff final. Oh, is he still going? Yeah, he's still going. I was there. I was actually there when AFC Wimbledon won the playoff final. I was there to see ah, Akin yeah. Femard. So that game. Large so I up. Large up the Wombles. Large up the Wombles. Um, okay, we'll move on to the Premier League. Modest. So, um, first game tonight could be interesting. <laughs> um, I'll be watching because um, I'm really rooting for Southampton. Man United versus Southampton. Anthony, what do you reckon? Um, Man United to win, definitely. I'm going to go for the most common results so far. I'm going to go for three now. I think Man United have been incredible. It pains me to say it. They've been incredible since the lockdown. I think United, if they can sign a couple of key players in the summer, have got a team that can compete further than Chelsea could if they continue this way. Yeah, maybe. Shame. Stephen, what do you think? I'm going to go a bit into I still say Man United are going to win by three goals, but I'm going to say it's going to be 3 2. Um, I don't know. I think Southampton, they've got, with Danny Ings on the pitch, you never know. They've got their goal potential in them. So, yeah. even though I think it'll probably be 3-1, I'm going to go a bit spicy and say 3-2. I need to play this more tactically. Can we just put it out there? Because um, <laughs> I'm, I'm a very competitive person and I don't like the fact that I am so far offshore the, uh, the, uh, both, both of you at the moment. Um, and that's because I'm a dreamer. Uh, but I need to get back into reality. I was going to say United-Southampton to be 2 all, but that's me dreaming cool. about... No, I'm not doing it. I'm, Do I'm gonna. I'm not doing it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I can't do it. I'm gonna do two one to Man United. Um, as much as I would love things to get a couple and help Chelsea out, but now two one to Man United for me. And then we move on to a game which I think is gonna be much tougher to predict than people might think. That's Chelsea versus Norwich. Um, I'll start this off. First of all, Norwich are relegated. They no longer have any pressure on them. And um, I, th- I think that their manager, I can't remember the name of, uh, his name off the top of my uh, head. Farker, Daniel Farker. Farker, that's it. Um, he, he came out saying, oh, you know, Norwich have nothing to lose now. And that got me scared because I'm thinking, oh, no, Norwich are literally just going to turn up now, aren't they? Because they've got no pressure on them. It has happened before, actually, where teams want to relegate. It, it does yeah. happen, yeah. I'm getting scared. Um, but again, Chelsea need to win. I'm scared, but I'm going to go for Chelsea to win 2-0 on the sole basis. I still don't think Norwich have much going forward. Um, at the moment so yeah I'm going to go 2-0 Chelsea but I'm, I'm scared I'll put it that way <laughs> Stephen what do you think? Yeah, I think those sorts of games they happen on the final day of the season I think yeah. I would definitely if, if they were playing Norwich on the final day of the season I might be tempted to go a bit spicy but because it's not the final day I'm still going to say Chelsea are going to win this but I'm going to say 3-1 and then Pukki is finally going to get a bloody goal when's the last time he scored so yeah, it makes sense 3-1. against Chelsea in it. <laughs> And what is the game at the bridge or is it? Um, it's at the bridge, but you know, it might as well be anywhere to be honest. I'm gonna go th- just so I've got a slightly different one to you guys because I don't want to have exactly the same. I'm gonna go 3 0 to Chelsea. I think that loss to Sheffield will have embarrassed them a bit and they're gonna try and make a statement. So, yeah, 3 0. I mean, at the moment, I can't pick up any more points than you two, so maybe, maybe I do have to be more adventurous. I'll try to be more adventurous with this one, maybe Newcastle versus Tottenham. I'm going to go for... Newcastle have been incredibly... Weird team since Lockdown's come back. I'm going to go for 1-0 because um, Spurs aren't playing great and Newcastle have been okay at times. But I think they're quite unpredictable. So uh, let's say Newcastle-Spurs, I'm going to go for 1-0. Anthony? I'm going to go 1-0 to Newcastle. I think. Ooh. 
Oh, I think Spurs have just been. If there's one word to sum up Spurs, it's meh. Like, well, we, they they made some good TV for the Amazon Prime documentary. Oh, it's been great, but that's my that, that that's the theory, isn't it? Is the the theory is that they've brought in Marie, they've sat Pochettino and they've brought in Mourinho all for the TV show, and then the second series they're going to bring back Pochettino at the end of the season, didn't they? <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> After watching the trailer, that's what I'm convinced is going to happen. <laughs> no, but. I have Newcastle winning because I just think things that are not right at Tottenham right now, and I think they probably need they need to do some serious thinking and looking at uh, what to do in the summer. So yeah, mm. I think Newcastle um, one now. No, that's it. Oh, good. That could be my chance to pick up points. Stephen, what do you reckon? I was going to say one all, but just to be a bit different, I'm going to say nil nil instead. I think it's going to be a draw. Even though I do think it'll be one all, I'm going to say nil nil just you know to that's a variety. Again, it's it's interesting that we're all not <laughs> back in Spurs to beat Newcastle. This is where Spurs one. <laughs> I'm just saying now, Spurs are going to win three. Like even though I've already made my prediction, I'm sticking with it. Yeah, if Spurs win three one. It's the first thing I'm saying next week. Yeah, I think but I think Newcastle have always been quite a bogey team for Spurs as well. If I'm correct, I need to ask my mate about that. He's a Spurs fan. He'll know. Um, but uh, moving on again for me another tough one to like predict Burnley versus Wolves and what did you think I don't know uh... okay good Stephen what do you think <laughs> <laughs> um, even though I do see Wolves winning this game again I just I'm just going to be like a, a broken record and just say 1-0 Burnley I'm just going to predict Burnley to win every game 1-0 because why not oh, that's, Burnley. that's so annoying because I'm <laughs> I'm also predicting Burnley to win this. <laughs> um, I, I, okay, yeah, okay. I'm going to change it up then in that case. I'm going to do Burnley to win, but I'm going to do them to win 2-1. Just, just so I'm not 1-0 like you. Right. Gamble. So, I'm going 1-0 Burnley because I'm, oh. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not doing it. I'm, I've done it a few times where I've not went with Steven, but I'm one point behind. I'm not going different every single one just in case. And every time oh. he's predicted Burnley to win 1-0, they have. <laughs> and it's not it's not so one number I'm, I'm gutted I pray to my altar of Nick Pope every night to get the one nils every week and boost I'm my gutted about this because I, I, I looked at these predictions earlier and I was like yeah I'll do Burnley to beat Wolves because them two will do Wolves to win that they both love talking about Wolves <laughs> and he loves trial right okay fair enough we've all got Burnley <laughs> to win then remember Nevis <laughs> uh, Man City versus Bournemouth Stephen we'll start with you no, I'm not even going to take a risk. I'm going to say Man City are going to demolish them 5-0 because they're Man City and demolishing crap teams 5-0 is what they do. I'll go 4-0 because I was originally going to do 5-0 as well. I predicted them to win 4-0 last week against... Was it Brighton I predicted? I can't remember who it was. I think No, it was the team before Brighton. Mm. Newcastle. I predicted them to win 4-0 and they won 5. Um, but since they even went 5-0, I'll go 4-0 so I'm slightly different. This, this is a toughie. I, I, Bournemouth need need to keep picking up points, and you've both gone for them to get demolished, even though they just beat Leicester four one. Um, but then again, it is City, so it's it's hard. I I think it's going to go right down to the wire, maybe. But I I can't see Bournemouth winning this, so I'm going to go three one to Man City. This should be a good game. Arsenal versus Liverpool. Uh, let's talk about it. From Ant, who do you think? Um, oh, I do not know. Um, I'm going for Liverpool to win because I want that 100-point record. 
But Liverpool are half, like half the team's on the beach now. Mm. So I'm going Liverpool to win 2 0. You know, that's exactly what I've put. I've put Liverpool to win 2 0. So yeah, sorry. I'm not changing it now, even though you've put it. Stephen? <laughs> I'm going to say 2 1. I think Arsenal only get one goal at least. Um, yeah, the defence might be on the beach, so 2 1. Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, Everton versus Villa. Um, for me, Everton just lost to Wolves. Villa are going to have a lot of pressure on them. Uh, I'm going to go for Everton to win this. I'm going to go 2-1 to Everton. Anthony? Yeah, I'm on a similar mind. I've got Everton to win 2-0. I think they've been doing better despite a poor showing against Wolves. So, yeah, 2-0. Ask Stephen as number one fan, Stephen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, as, as you know, I'm not the biggest fan of Villa. But unlike you two, I'm actually going to back them this week. And I'm going to say 2 all Because so why not? Villa just are a weird team. Back, back them all the way, mate. Three points. Go on. No, no, I'm not going that far. They're not that good. <laughs> but no, Villa are just a weird team that just seem to pull out weird results. So I'm just going to say 2 all Fair play. Leicester versus Sheffield. Again, this one's going to be a toughie. Uh, and take it away. One nil to Sheffield. One nil to Sheffield. I think we've, we're starting to see a collapse with Leicester right now, and I don't think it's going to get any better. So, um, yeah, yeah. I, I agree. We're, we're starting to see a collapse of Leicester, but I think it's going to be a slow collapse. So I'm going to go for Leicester Sheffield 1 0 on this one. Stephen? I'm going to say Sheffield to win 3 0. I think Ooh-hoo. Leicester without Soyuncu is a massive downgrade. So This is my chance to pick up points. Yeah, <laughs> Come on. So <laughs> Southampton versus Brighton. This could go either way, this one. Stephen, what do you reckon? I, I, I want to bet Brighton in this one. I really do. But to go all the way, I don't... Because oh. Brighton, even though they still could get relegated, I think they're pretty much safe now. Um, yeah, same. I think a point in this game will honestly guarantee their safety. So I'm just going to say they're going to play it smart, play for the point, so one all. Cool. And? I'm going to go... 2-1 to Southampton. I think Brighton will try and play it safe, Stephen, but I think Southampton have got a bit more going forward. So I think they'll fail to get the points, but I do agree with you guys that they're safe. So Southampton yeah. to Brighton 1. Yeah, I agree. I think it's going to be a bit of a scrappy game. Um, uh, I, I don't think it's going to be a big goal-scoring game. Um, so I'm going to go Southampton to beat Brighton, but it's going to be 1-0, in my opinion. Palace versus Man United. Um, I'll start this off. I... I can't see anything but United win for this one. Um, I, I, they might score a goal, but I, I, I don't know if I hope for Palace in this one. So I'm just going to go 2-1 to Man United. Stephen? I'm going to say 4-1 to Man United. I think Crystal Palace just... Their defence is shoddy. It's not good at all. It's slow. It's old. And yeah. against the young injection of pace from Martial, Rashford and Bruno Fernandes, I just think Palace don't stand a chance. Yeah. 4-1. Antonio? I'm thinking 4-2 to United. I think Palace, are, they're good at getting a few goals in against um, top teams, usually. Mm. But I don't think Man United's defence is the best. But once again, they've just got too much going forward and they're playing yeah. too well. So, yeah, 4-2. Cool. West Ham versus Watford. Stephen? Oh, this is probably the hardest prediction of the week. This game is so open... I can't even put it into words. Like any team can win this game, but oh, I'm so conflicted. I honestly have no idea who I'm going to pick. This is going to be a complete coin toss. But oh, I'm going to say Watford to win one nil. 
Ah, interesting. That'll be spicy. I'm going to yeah. go for the opposite. I'm going to go for West Ham to win 1-0 and maybe just secure their place in the Premier League, maybe, and then make it even more interesting between Watford and Bournemouth. Yeah, I'm going to go 1-0 to West Ham. Anthony? No, I'm slightly different to the two of you. I do believe this is going to be an open game and it's going to be close. I'm going to go 1-0. I think West Ham will score in the first half and then Watford are going to get a late goal. Finally. Everybody's got a different result. Love to see it would be the most West Ham thing in the world to lose this game. So It would be. No, you're right there. <laughs> um, I'll still back them, even though I haven't backed them a lot, to be honest, in predictions. Uh, Norwich versus Burnley, Anthony? Uh, to be honest, this game is just a snooze fest, in my opinion. I'm going to go 2-0 to Burnley. Stephen? Do you even need to ask, Matt? Do you even need to ask to know what my prediction is? 0-0. No. Oh, um, one nil. one nil Burnley. Of oh, course, cool. sorry. I, I know you like a nil nil. Okay, no, one nil Burnley. Fair enough. I'm going to be different. I'm going to say Norwich has just got nothing to play for. They might turn up. So I'm going to go Norwich Burnley 1 0. Bournemouth versus Southampton. Again, this is going to be a really big game. I'm going to go Bournemouth to beat Southampton 2 1. YOLO. And... I'm going to go. Oh, sorry. <laughs> oh, no, Stephen. No, no, go on, Stephen. Yeah, I'm, I'm, you know, if Bournemouth are going to win any of their remaining games, this is the one. This is the yeah. one. So. Again, I've made mistakes back in Bournemouth in the past, but you know what? Screw it. Uh, one nil to Bournemouth. You may say I'm a dreamer, but I'm not the only one. <laughs> and... Oh, I do not know. I do not know. Um, I'm gonna go for Southampton. I think. I I don't know. I just think they're playing good football right now, and I think that they're playing the right kind of style. And I just don't think Bournemouth have enough to get away with the win. Um, so I'm going to go for 3-1 to Southampton. And last but not least, the crumbling Spurs, even though they beat Arsenal, versus the potentially crumbling Leicester. Spurs versus Leicester. Anthony, what do you reckon? Oh, God. Um, this is a weird one because either team can actually show up like, yeah. and then have a really good performance or it can be a really dull game. So yeah. with that in mind, I'm going to go one all. Lovely. Stephen? I'm going to say 2-1 to Tottenham. As I said in my last prediction, Leicester are really going to miss Soyan Chu and I think that's going to tank the rest of their season. So I'm going to say Spurs to win 2-1. Um, I kind of agree with Stephen. I'm going to go for a clean sheet. Though. I'm going to go Spurs to beat Leicester 2-0. Um, why I think this, I do not know. Besides the fact that Leicester, again, yeah, they just they. I don't predict they're going to have a great end to the season. Um, I, I would like to predict Chelsea and United will finish top four. As much as it would pay me, I wouldn't like to see United get top four, obviously. Uh, but that is the game, unfortunately. And that is also the end of our fixture predictions for this week. Let's hope that Matt can have a good week for once, although I probably won't. Uh, is there anything else you'd like to say, guys? Check out the website, same as always. Check out the website. Also, the bees are going up. West Brom are going to crumble. The Brentford are going to be in the Premier League next season. I would love to see. I would. I know I said it last week. I, I still. I'd love to see Brentford in the Premier League. I just want someone a bit different. Um. So yeah, uh, Brentford and Leeds come up. I'll be fine with that. Um. West Brom's a bit boring, but yeah, I'm. 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 I'm an advocate for Brentford. <laughs> uh. But on that note, I suppose we've got less than a minute left actually. So we better wrap this up very quickly. Uh. Thank you all for listening again. Go and check out the website and to end online and share this podcast. Tell people about it if you enjoy it. All five of you who listen to it, including my mum. And Ant, Stephen, thank you for joining me. I shall see you soon. Yeah, see you. Sayonara, minasam. <laughs>